Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi! <laughs> Welcome to Real Housewives of Rewatch. I'm Sue Funk, and I'm here with... Danielle from Brands by Bravo. We're back! We're back, oh my gosh. Season three! I'm so excited for season three, and Danielle and I were just talking before we started about Bravo, and I was like, we have to talk about the state of Bravo right now, because worlds are, like, overlapping, Roni yeah, season three, Alex McCord, big time. That was like the first order of business. I mean, real gr- Alex is back. Yeah, she's going to be on a Ultimate thing, Girls Trip. A thing I never saw in my wildest dreams happening. Like of all the people who could come back. Our hipster queen. I never thought my <laughs> hipster queen would come back. Like, I'm, and she lives in Bondi Beach, which yeah. I don't know if you've ever watched um, Instant Hotel I think everyone I did in the watch world that show. needs to. It's the best show ever. Yeah, I did watch that. Oh Babe my god, I forgot Bondi. about that. <laughs> yes, I f- totally forgot. All I remember was the people who stayed at like the Airbnb that was like super remote, and it was like all Coca Cola themed. Oh, that one is so epic. Yeah, so the show yeah. is basically a challenge between Airbnb hosts in Australia, and it is the characters on that show. I mean, wasn't it the mother daughter trio in Bondi? The duo, yeah, they were the duo. Yep. Oh my god, that was definitely a COVID watch. I, are there more seasons? There's a second season. It's not as good, but Luke and Leroy are back, and that's really like what I was there for. All right, that's really funny. <laughs> We've never discussed this. We both have to watch this random. Re- <laughs> it was definitely a COVID watch. I think. Oh, it was like I was. Obs- I think I watched it before COVID. We were like, my office was way into it. Yeah, um, but no, I cannot believe Alex is coming back. Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, they're going to be filming in Marrakesh. Yes. So she's going back to Morocco, which is just, again, like, and the best thing is what she's been doing is she has been posting on social media every day asking for advice on the women because she's been so far removed for 14 years that she doesn't even know basically who anyone is. And of course, like, Brandy's and, already lashing out at her about it. And I'm for like, no reason. Like, it's like, all Brandy, in fun. She's in a different country. Like, 
she might not know you. <laughs> yeah. Like, She's like, there's a thing called YouTube. I'm like, Brandy, I think she'd probably rather have like your fans tell her how great you are than her just YouTube um, some of your, your highlights because I don't know about that. Well, and also as someone who's recently been out of country, I will tell you that uh, a lot of shit is geo-blocked. Like, and in weird ways. Like, I could watch, I think I watched Real Housewives of Potomac through Xfinity when I was in Buenos Aires, but in Mendoza, I could not. And I was like, what you got against Mendoza? (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) And also she, to me, once she moved to Australia, doesn't seem like a woman who would have watched Housewives. Like I I just, I know it's huge in Australia, you know, but I just don't see her being someone who kept up with it, but her posts are so cute. Please go to her Instagram. Please check them out. I commented on a bunch of them. them. Um, I really think, so the whole cast, I should pull up a photo because it's such an interesting variety of people. It is Vicky, Phaedra, Eva, Brandy, Gretchen, Alex, Carolyn Manzo, and Camille Grammer. Is Al- and that is... Wait, Alex is the only New York housewife. I mean, if you think about it... Oh, no, I guess it was Dorinda and Jill on season two. Yeah. No New York housewife for season three. So, yeah, Alex is And Caroline's is the, the only, only one, one repping Jersey. Yeah, Jersey didn't, the only one Jersey has had has been Teresa and Melissa, season one. That one from Jersey was season two, or three, I think. But I think Alex will best get along with Caroline. Yeah. I think she will despise Gretchen. Oh, yeah. And I think she'll despise Vicky. You know, actually, I could see her and Gretchen getting along. I think she'll really dislike Vicky. I think I Vicky think she'll love her... Brandy because they all they all love Brandy in the end. <laughs> they, they, you know, she she's one of the. I think my comment I said I said she'll bite your head off, but I don't think Brandy ever has ill intent behind it. I think mm-hmm. she's just a hothead yeah. and gets drunk and words come out, but I don't think she's just like a sad puppy sometimes. Which, but oh, also talking Brandy, did you watch Traitors on Peacock? No, I haven't watched it yet. So... Oh my god, it was so freaking fantastic. It was so good, and Brandy was like a super genius on the mm-hmm. show, which was like shocking. And her and Kate, like, oh, it was just great. But don't spoil it. So I, uh, no, no, I won't. So you know how some people are doing Dry January? She grabs her wine glass, not me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I never get the point of wine break that, but it's fine. I'm jealous. But what I am doing is. No TV except for Housewives because of the pod. So, like, (laughs) because we talk about, like, it's good for me to know what's going on in the Housewives universe for this. I was like, all right, I can make an exception for Bravo. And I watch it with my best friend, Katie. So, like, I'm like, Bravo's a lifestyle, you know. It's it's a part of your daily routine. Trying not even to do Peacock because, like, whenever I log on to Peacock, they're like, hey, you want to learn about the girl who Amber Alert is about? And I'm like, you know I do. I know. I want to watch that also. Peacock has been putting out some very good programming. really have. I'm pretty impressed. I feel like they're a sleeper streamer. Like, I know. Also, it's it's a bargain stream. I got it for $2.99 a month. Yes, there's commercials, but they're very little. I pay through it. I think it's included in my Xfinity, which is just like, I'm an old school cable person. I won't cut my cord. I'm a thousand years old. I don't care. I pay way too are much money Are you a millennial for it. or are you a Gen X? 
Are you cuspy? I'm 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 cusp, and remember, like so. You have cable, so I'm putting you in Gen X. <laughs> my, my siblings are all Gen X, so like, and my parents were very much boomers who were raised by like Depression era parents. So like, it was very. I'm very much Gen Xy. More right. than uh, my parents are boomers, but my my grandpa was not Depression. He was Greatest Generation because he's World War Two vet. Yeah, no, my sis, my mom's brother was in World War Two when she was born. <laughs> so there's oh like an God. 18 okay, year so definitely okay so yeah so that their parents yeah. like your grandparents were much yeah okay much older than or not so, much but the, yeah. the next what i don't know what generation came before the greatest generation just it was the greatest it generation way, i'm more caroline generation. than jan gretchen <laughs> i like have a weird thing with obsession of knowing like it's the greatest generation then it's the silent generation then it's the baby boomers then x then millennials, Gen Z, and I don't know who's younger I think it's than Gen, Gen Y, isn't it? I don't know. No, that I'm wouldn't sure. make any sense. No, it's um... no. Technically, oh, millennials no. are Gen it's, Y. It's creepy. It's Alpha. It's X Y Z. Oh it's yeah, it Generation is Alpha. Alpha, and like I feel like I'm like that makes me anxious. <laughs> like I was it like, it should be Gen COVID. That's what you should really just probably call them. Dominating us. <laughs> <laughs> I love Gen X, though. I mean, uh, well, Gen X is fine. No one talks about them. They're very under-the-radar people. It's I love Gen Z, though. I mean... Sometimes. Sometimes I, I think, hate them, but sometimes I love them. <laughs> I think all the generations have a sweet, sweet spot in my heart. It just matters. Everyone's people. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I love my parents, but I don't know if I have a boomer um, sweet spot. For the yeah, general boomers, tendencies of some boomers. That's true. I... Not all. We love all. We judge no one. And anyone of any age that listens to us, we love you. Please don't be yes. offended by anything we say. <laughs> Maybe we'll just cut all of this so we don't. It we will end. We will end. But I think we can get but... into New York unless you had other things. No, I just wanted to say real quick about the Bravo Housewives of it all. Not watching Bravo. Like, not watching anything but Bravo. So I'm watching all the Housewives shows. Everyone is like, I hate Salt Lake City. I hate Miami. I like, well, no one hates Miami. Everyone's obsessed with Miami, though. It's watching. I think Miami is the best franchise that's on right now. Potomac people are kind of like, whatever. But like, I feel like if you're not into Potomac, it's because you're not listening to Watch What Crappens because the voices that they do for all of them, they reenact the whole episode. And it's so funny. The way their voice for Sharice is just basically oh like Eeyore. It's so funny. Um, I also want to shout out Bravo and Cocktails. I listen to them. I'm a, like a cocktail party member. I'm obsessed with them. And they've been doing really good tea on Miami as well. And like, oh, okay, that's good. Good to know. I love it. Yeah, Potomac is good. I don't think it's a great season, but I think it's a good season. I just love every single one of those women. And yeah, I just love them. Like, I'm. I have no. I could watch them forever. I could watch them do nothing. Um, I think it's uh, where I get a little strung up, and that's that's just happens to me on all these shows when the same people keep fighting. Like, I just want Candace and Ashley to get along. And they just yeah. keep fighting. So I get a little sick of, like, that repetitive, like, why can't we be friends? But I, I like, think they are. Like I think that's just their friendship. Fighting. Yeah. I know. Like, if they were continuing to fight, but they're getting along. So it's like, mm-hmm. I need I need the progression or I need someone to stop being on the show, which often happens. True. Um, and but Miami's I, just 
Mad is great be- for a million reasons. It's probably what I would say if you're not watching it. The last two seasons have been the closest vibe to a New York vibe that I, I have felt on a show. I was about to say that. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I think the female camaraderie that is there at the end of the day in Miami is the same as New York. And that's something yes. that, like, because I'm watching all of – and I've been rewatching watching uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey as well. And, mm-hmm. like, all of it together, I'm just like, man, when it comes down to it – I think these shows really do well when there's camaraderie at the end of the day. There's like, there's some middle ground that they can come to. And I think that's one of the things that makes Salt Lake City chaos is that I think at the end of the day, they all hate each other. They're like the, the epitome of Hamilton. Like if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. (laughs) If you stand for nothing, what do you fall fall for? for. Yeah. You know, but yes, that is them. And I think also the pacing of Miami is very similar to New York. It's yes. quick. They move on quickly. They don't harbor things. They're there for each other. There's longstanding friendships. Like, mm-hmm. it, it has all the things. It has organic drama, not yes. he said, she said, this rumor, that rumor. It's like personal life shit, and that's obviously mm-hmm. what makes New York so great because the women yeah. were constantly going through divorces, marriages, dating, easy yeah. drama that was never for these early seasons it was didn't feel forced just, or fake I, I wouldn't say easy it was a genuine because like yeah it was, i meant easy yeah. like they weren't you know this isn't a black eye gate Ugh. of of heather where we spend four episodes we find out nothing and from what i'm hearing the whole thing was fabricated by producers and they kind of forced her into it and i trust the source who told me this so I don't, but in a sense, of just like, I literally don't. I have one person who I am chatty with who, yeah, source I can't reveal more. Who is is still, and, like, I don't know. Is it Andy? Because you and Andy were in the comments section together. Guys, if, was Andy. you're following Brands by Bravo on Instagram. If you're not, I don't know what you're doing. But <laughs> you were talking in the comment section and I like lost my shit. <laughs> I, <was laughs> I like, do like your random t- You see it before I do. Cause like, I don't have notifications turned on. on I don't. I'm just constantly off. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. No, I, I loved it. I was like, he did. I'm working, but work can wait. It's fine. Yeah. I was like, but no. yeah. Oh yeah. If you saw me, you thought, I guess my two million, when I hit 50K, and that was amazing. So thank you so much. I also want to thank everyone who's listened. I just looked. We have almost 10,000 downloads on yes. the first two seasons. And that is just absolutely insane. Benito's Nothing. wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> like, Sue and I cannot even believe it. Uh, like, we have said numerous times. I said if 50 people listen, I will lose my <laughs> mind. So that is just crazy. Yeah. And then our other thing that I said is that I'm pregnant. So that's why I Yay! said I'm jealous of you. Keep mine because I can't, unfortunately I'm doing nine months of dry January. <laughs> it's terrible and I hate it. <laughs> well, you can. If get... I was with you right now, I would smell your wine because that's what I kept doing on New Year's. I kept going around to all my friends and just shoving my face in all of their drinks and taking like whiffs of it. And because I just spent <laughs> over a yeah, week I in our photos, you were close to being blocked, Sue, for all your food and <laughs> wine photos. <laughs> Literally, like. I am my father's daughter. My father would travel the world and all he would do is talk about the food that he ate. And I am. That's the point of traveling. That's my, if you're going to certain places, there's two types of things. I either want to sit on a beach and be left alone or I want to go somewhere where I'm going to eat good food. Yeah. That's, that's the only two reasons. Not a museum person. I like to like, I I mean, I'll do them, but like Derek and I went to Italy and we 
skipped like a lot of the museums. I feel like people, but we're not, it's just not, you know, we did biking. Like that's like oh, e-bikes. That sounds horrible. There, there oh, was no, one you would have, the e-bikes are said. amazing. They're electric bikes. No, oh. no, no, thank you. I, they were great. Through, I don't have through the hills of Tuscany. Oh, it was amazing. You don't have to work that hard because it's an electric. You know what? You don't have to work even harder at a car. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> true, true, true. Not about to try driving to Italy. And when you have somebody we... else driving you, you can get drunk. Hmm? True. See, she, true, she, true. She, she yeah. Thank God I waited to get pregnant until after Italy. That would have been a terrible time. So anyway, we can get right into this episode because. I wrote so much down because I'm going to make a statement. I think this is the best opening episode of any Housewives that I can ever think of. I think a lot happens right away. And I think the reason why so much happens right away in season three is that they're all genuinely friends. Because this is like we talk a lot now about how we don't want off camera action talked about on season. But they do it in New York. But it doesn't feel like there's something huge that happened when we weren't around. Yeah, there's a difference between a massive fight that you spend an entire season talking about and little tiffs that get you to a place where you start the season and you're not really friends. Exactly. And that's kind of kind of what it is. The only other time that I was like, okay, what's a premiere that I can really think of was amazing was the Jersey premiere with Jackie when she made the Gia analogy was in like the opening episode. Oh, that was a really strong opener. This opener... The only one. And I'm sure there are probably better ones. Yeah. I don't remember everything. But this just was like, wow. I will say... We hitting the ground running. Honestly, the best first episode, first um, season is Salt Lake City. That episode gave me so many things. I had whiplash by the end of it. There's a freaking marriage. There's a stripper pole. That's just Whitney. True. You know, like, it was just like so many things at once. There was like talking shit about Mormon religion. Like, it was just something that was so, like, there was just Jen being wild. It just felt like, I remember at the end of it being like, that was so much. <laughs> You're rewatching so Jersey. Much. Was the christening episode an opening episode or no? I actually am. And we picked up at a weird spot. So my friend and I were watching Christmas episodes during Christmas. There's so many Christmas episodes on Jersey. And then, yeah, so then we started, we were like, well, it's New Year's week now. Why don't we watch the New Year's episode? Yeah, I wonder if the and christening was an opening. I know it was very, I think it very was. early I on think in the season. Was. So that probably would have to win. But this just this just got me, like, hyped for the season, starting with this. So, so we'll start with the happens. opening. The taglines are all the same. Can I just back up one second? Though? Yes. Because on the previously on, right oh, out I didn't the watch gate. That. I mean, I don't want to recap it because that's go back and listen to season two of our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but the thing that I wanted to call out is that Bethany is doing the voiceover. And like whoever Uh-oh. does voiceover is also a thing with the housewives. <coughs> the narrator like, of the season. That's a big deal. And I think yeah. that also sets the stage for the animosity that we see. But Yes, the taglines are the same. Taglines are all the same. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I noticed is that Jason is now in the background of Bethany's little, like, you know, like, oh, you know, I don't yeah. know. What do you even call that Dancing title card? Where it's a yeah, it's a title The, the title dancing card. people that used to be there, Jason and Cookie, are in the background. Um, and no Sonia. As we know, she eventually will appear in season three, but she is not in the opening photo and she's not in the opening credits. Yeah. I was shocked that she wasn't even in this first episode. 
I, I will be a great surprise because I don't know when she appears. So I have a feeling because I also watched season, episode two and you haven't seen it yet. But like they do it like this season on. Oh, actually, did they do that on this one or the next one? I don't know. Either way, well, I have a feeling which episode it is. But I will say it starts with them getting on a yacht. We got the yacht, which was, like, all I was yelling in my head, of, you know, <laughs> season, I don't know, season seven, Luann, uh, getting the yacht for her and Tom. Um, <laughs> that was that was all I thought when seeing, like, Luann getting on a boat. And it's Ramona de- debuts this new short hair. Yes. And I she looks like Cameron Diaz, and Luann immediately is like, she does not look like Cameron Diaz. <laughs> they are all upset by it. But honestly, I get what she means. I don't think that she does, but, like, the haircut is quite similar to what Cameron Diaz Yeah, I think it's them. Cameron Diaz probably inspired of the time. But, oh, I did look it up. This premiered March 4th, 2010. Okay. Because, you know, time is and is a good context for all of these things that we always have to remember. Yes. This was 13 years ago, yeah. <laughs> which is insane. But context, as I'm li- uh, listening to the audiobook of Spare, um, Harry mm-hmm. Prince Harry's book, context is extremely important, and that entire man's life has been taken out of context, basically. <laughs> it's it's wow. what I'm learning. But yeah, time and context is, is important. I want to know more about that, but that's a whole other topic. We'll just do a second podcast on <laughs> Um But uh, Jill and the Countess arrive together, and the interesting thing about this episode's title is New Alliances. You know what else is interesting? The amount of times that Ramona says she's renewing herself. So re new alliances, renewal, she says it like eight times on the boat well this is um, she's coming out with her renewal line too isn't that either way she, she's really working that brand into yeah. who she is and she's renewed as a person and the one thing i don't like mm-hmm. jill says ramona is too old to be in a bikini and i could not disagree more that is something i totally was like i want to know what you think about that no age is the number and if i look that fucking hot in a bikini i would be wearing one too like, I think she looks amazing. I think it's ridiculous. And I don't know if it's jealousy that Jill feels because I don't ever like to relate anything to jealousy, but I could see Jill being jealous of Ramona's confidence to wear something like that. Not that she's jealous of Ramona's body, mm-hmm. but that she is jealous that Ramona has the confidence to wear a bikini like that while filming. Um, Speaking of confidence while filming, I don't know who told Jill that that goth black eyeliner looked great on her. Oh, God, in her confessional. Her confessional looked like me trying to walk into a Hot Topic. Like, I was just, it was just so much black eye makeup, and it did not do her any favors, but it also just looked, you want to talk about not age appropriate. It's just like, it's not even not age appropriate. It's just not her persona appropriate. Yeah, like, the only thing I think that are things that are not age appropriate are things that are literally meant for children. Anything outside of that, it's fair game. And- yeah, and I agree. I was like waiting. I was like, oh, Danielle's got something to say about this. Not that body shaming, not here for it, not not in this, absolutely not. Like, I just, Jill, Jill uh, yeah, she gives those vibes sometimes. And Jill's, Jill's really, like, coming in hot this season on everyone because she's on this yacht that Ramona, you know, quote-unquote paid for, probably production threw in, whatever. She but said like, a friend lent it to her, so I don't even think she had to pay for it. Yeah, but she's just, like, she's so cheap. She, like, goes into this whole thing with 
one of there's tons of other friends of Ramona's that we like don't really meet that are there. <laughs> there's like a whole girl crew of torsos. We don't see them introduced. Yeah, <laughs> like they're like they don't even really have FaceTime, and like but this one woman who Jill is sitting next to, she's just like talking about Ramona being cheap. And her friend cannot help herself. Ramona's friend says, you know, she's going to hate me for telling you this. So Jill, of course, is like leaning into the point where she almost like falls over herself. She's so excited. (laughs) And she's like, we went to dinner and she ordered her own check at Savannah's. Now, I don't know Savannah's from anything, but that is tacky. What they like end up saying is like, I think they use the word tacky, but. I yeah, just... and then also, well, what you missed also, the, as we're speaking of context, mm-hmm. is that Ramona brings out her HSN jewelry line and oh, lays it out right. to show everyone. So that is what pisses Jill off, because she was like, what is this, an infomercial for your HSN jewelry line? Like, it's literally not just like, here's one piece. She pulls out, like, the jewelry tray, like you're in <laughs> Times Square in New York City, and I pulled it out from, you know, behind the locked box for you to look at every ring. And she's got, like, four stacks of these. She's having them try them on, but she's not gifting anyone anything. She's not even selling anyone anything. She's not even selling. She's, she's literally just being like, like, you can go to Bravo TV to find out more. <laughs> like, Yeah, she, basically. Like, so I think Jill was, like, really pissed about that. Which she's not, it's giving a Kathy Hilton tequila. Like, is that what inspired her to, like, ask for a tequila brand to be shown 18 times? Like, just, yeah. it, it, it was a lot. It, it was fine. It was, a, like, if Jill didn't point it out, I wouldn't have really thought anything of it because I think at this point we're, like, so used to them hawking their items. But it that's what then made Jill too. be like, what is with her? She's so cheap. If it was me and I had a jewelry line, I would have made gift bags for everyone, or I would have said everyone gets a piece. But yeah. Ramona did not do any such thing. And then it's very clear that everyone's there except for Bethany. Although yeah, nobody even knows- Alex is there, by the yeah. way. Alex is there. Alex shows up. Alex is flabbergasted that she was invited. <laughs> like that's like and not only that, how nice Ramona is being to her. She's doing that weird fake Ramona. She's being hugging. Yeah, she's, like, getting way too close to her. But Alex was kind of a non-factor in this whole yacht. I think she was just, like, enjoying the sun and not, not getting involved. Um, yeah, Alex. I, I wrote at the end of the uh, my notes, I think I was like, oh, and Alex was in this episode. <laughs> like, yeah, ba- no, literally, I, I felt the same way. I was like, she just, not, not, a, not a factor. I wrote um, in all caps, we, not enough Alex, no Sonia. Yeah, um, and then we learn that... Jill and Bethany have been having problems. Yes. None of the women have seen Bethany recently. And that Jill says her and, and B aren't really friends anymore. And with, I totally forgot. I thought all of the demise of the friendship happened on camera. So I didn't know mm-hmm. that, like, the start of season three, we were all going to ready be in a bad place. Yeah. Um, but they had a huge fight. We don't know yet. We learn later more about the fight. But that Bethany says Jill said she needs to find a hobby. And then Jill says, I did. And it wasn't hanging out with her. But she says like three more times throughout the episode. I think it's like she thinks it's a really great line. Yeah. But she repeats it. She also um, goes, I cut her out like cancer. Yeah. So, but then we'll get to it later. But there's a lot more context to yeah. it that's that's given and more background. But um, to be fair, think, even with all the background, I still think I'm just like, this This not an, This not isn't enough to break up a friendship over. See, you know opinion. one thing I think is the thing is that... I'm jumping ahead later in the episode, we find out 
that Bethany never went to see Bobby or be there for her with Bobby during the cancer. And I think that's the root. Yeah. I always thought it was the other thing, but finding this is supposed to be your best friend. Yeah. And your husband has cancer and all she does is send a gift basket. No. Well, also that would Bethany says at some point that she wasn't she hasn't done anything. She hasn't been there because she's been in love. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we're getting ahead. I have a lot of thoughts on that. We cut to Bethany, and it's such a different Bethany from even where we left her. Like, Mm -hmm. where we left Bethany last was, like, her book was published, I believe. Right? Maybe, because she talks about writing her book, but I think it's her second book that she's talking about. But, like, she hasn't become skinny girl famous. Like, Skinny Girl is kind of a concept. We saw that she had drinks, but there wasn't, like, an actual bottle of drinks. It wasn't sold yet. It wasn't really the phenomenon that has become Skinny Girl. Agree, but but it definitely is on the rise. By by the end of season two, yes. But season three, we see her, and she's full-on fucking stardom. She is... uh, going to be in a PETA campaign. She was in a PETA campaign that Eva Mendez and Pam Anderson also were in. And of the so moment, that was so, so fucking huge that she was with those kinds of women. Those PETA campaigns were pretty big. And honestly, yeah. if I ever did anything that Eva Mendez was in, I too would be. Right? It was Eva Mendez mm-hmm. or Eva Longoria? I think it was Eva Mendez. I didn't write that part down, but I would brag about that as well. I remember the two big campaigns. It was like the PETA ones. And then remember the no hate campaign that they oh, all yeah. did? Oh, yeah. Everyone did the no hate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that was, was a big one. That was, like, photo forever. Um, but so Bethany is in a bright red robe, all the skinny girl marketing. <laughs> like, this is also. I remember this photo, too. Like, this mm-hmm. photo is, like, seared in my mind of her. Because it's a fantastic setup they gave her. And the entire. Um, like campaign is I'd rather go naked than wear fur. Mm-hmm. And so she gets naked at the top of a New York city building that has like a beautiful view of the city and, uh, apparently also her butt. <laughs> like, yeah. We see a lot of, butt. but yeah. you know what? Again, same thing. My ass look like that. Even yeah. your ass doesn't look like that. Go for it. Go for it. But yeah, it was a great, they, they did her good. Peter with that but that like was a the great glow up is photo. so intense like I would argue I don't think I've seen, there's any housewife that could rival the glow up that Bethany gets between season two and season three like we see her from kind of being like I can't have it all which is we know her fucking mantra of having it mm-hmm. all not having it all um but like we see her just she looks phenomenal. Her hair is done up. She has two assistants now. And, yeah. It's uh, interesting. I'm looking at the photo, mm-hmm. the I'd rather go naked photo, and they Photoshop out the underwear that she has on. Yes. The, her, her underwear that she has on is nude anyway, so it would be Yeah, very but it's fully easy. Photoshopped out. It's a full bare ass's photo. Yeah. Well, I th- yeah, we pretty much saw most of her ass. So at the photo shoot, she derobes, she's taking the photos, and she becomes that girl that can't stop talking about her boyfriend. <laughs> she's just yeah. like, should we send a picture to Jason? I'm going to send him a picture of Jason. Oh, my God. I'm sending a picture to Jason. <laughs> it makes me ill for a lot of reasons, but mostly just knowing what happens. It's really, it's, really It's going to be really hard to watch Yeah. So this whole thing play out. 
she is, she decides she's going to have her assistant. And we also get Julie, my queen. I love Julie. I know you love Julie. It's just the best. And so Julie's kind of like, yeah, I guess we can send her, him the picture. Um... Yeah, but I'm also... Well, and then we later find out that she sent it to his work email. I know. Which I totally agree with him. You could, like, And totally she kind agree. of makes it seem like, oh, you're so silly, you're so serious. And I was just like, I'm sorry, Miss Businesswoman, Miss Martha Stewart, apprentice. No, um, I, do you know what he does? Didn't he work in, like, finance or... Like, he had a pretty serious normal corporate job. I don't care if he works in a flower mean, shop. He doesn't you work don't for that? himself. He's yeah. not, like, self-employed, where it'd be like... You could work you know. any place. You don't send nude photos to somebody's work address. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what she was. Even just the idea of texting that without warning was a risky move. Yeah, midday. Like it was when my lot. husband goes on vacation. If I want to send a photo, I always check to be like incoming, <laughs> incoming. <laughs> like anyone around. I'm sending you some of my boobs. <laughs> just some of them. Not all yeah, of them. Just one. One boob. <laughs> just the top of the nipple. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, there's a whole, uh, and I won't get it, season eight, Love Island. There's a whole thing with nipples, and it just made me think of it. Anyway. Anyway. Um, we go back to the yacht. Yes. And that's where the drama really heats up. Yeah, because and when we, we ca- first, when we last left them, they were all pretty happy with each other. They just mm-hmm. all disliked Bethany. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the big Except reveal for was, was that. And now the second part of the yacht is that Lou pulls a classic, like, I want to talk to you about something, but we don't have to talk about it now. And any normal person would be like, tell me now. What do you mean? I don't want to wait to find and out. I was like, good, we're having a wonderful day. Let's not talk. Like, we'll talk yeah. about it later. And then he's like... Actually, we really need to talk about it now. Yep. And And what it is is that Mario, I guess they had been, I think it was at the polo event, like a horse event this summer, and they were doing a photo op, and photographers kept calling her the Count, and under Mario's breath, he's, I I don't know if he said more like Countless, or he just said the word Countless, Mm -hmm. Um, but Luann heard him say this. And And there's, I got a lot of thoughts on this fight. Okay. So, I don't mind that Luann comes to Ramona to say, your husband said this and it upsets me. And but that I do she not doesn't feel... want to go to the party because he makes her uncomfortable because of this. Yeah, which is such a stretch because he said yeah. one thing that was like a rude joke. Like, he didn't say anything horrible. So, I don't like that they get mad at Ramona because Ramona's not responsible for the shit her husband says. Yeah. Like, that's not, that is not on her. But I don't like Ramona's deep defensiveness, but I understand it because that's her husband. So but she's going to try to excuse it. But I do agree that in a, if you had two normal level-headed people, yeah, Lou would have <laughs> said, your husband said this. Ramona would have said, really sorry he said it. I will talk to him. He should apologize to you. And that would have been yeah. it. But you have two loonies, so you're not going to get that level of um, like empathy or like emotional intelligence to understand that was like all Luann wanted from mm-hmm. this. So she wanted you to say, he shouldn't have done that. You're right. I'll talk to him and he should apologize to you and then have him call and apologize, send a text, email, whatever. Yeah. Well, like that's the thing that Ramona's like, he doesn't have your number. And all of them are just like, 
that is the biggest pile of shit because and like the thing that clicked with me is I was like they're all getting call sheets everyone's yeah. number is on a call sheet like, Don't act like not it's only so that hard to get her phone, it's just phone like number. you also live in the same town you can find a way you yeah. can find a way no, to say he... hey sorry you heard me say that I heard that upset you but yeah, like, it was it was an off color joke, but it was not the most offensive thing in the world. And for her to act like, and he didn't say it to her face. It'd be worse if he said it to her face. I think he sometimes. I do not want to defend him in this situation. I'm not. Mm-hmm. But you know, sometimes I have this syndrome. Things just come out of your yeah mouth. Sometimes you can't help it. we also yeah. don't know were they drinking, were they not? It was a polo, whatever. Yeah. But I feel like it's something that just like goes on down list, like, and then you know, it was nothing more than that. But but Ramona's Ramo- defense with of him is also there are no titles in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, her again, she doesn't need <laughs> to be defensive. Just... She's not like trashing her husband. Did Luann go a little far saying she doesn't feel comfortable around Mario? Yes, I think that is probably what upset her more is hearing that because yeah. now it's like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Like he said one thing. So um, did Luann also step up her uh, statement necklace game this season? Yes, oh my God, she did. They're, they're wild. This one. Uh, so, um, uh, so then Ramona freaks out. Basically, she says they're all attacking her. She's hosting them. They're being rude, fighting. She calls Luann classless. She's a count. She's classless. And she just kind of storms off and she starts doing that Ramona weird high pitch. There was not a tear in sight, by the way. When I tell you not a tear in sight. I'm so like just really really like she's like you know what they are they're mean girls they're mean girls <laughs> and if you had to guess uh, for a million dollars and not even for five dollars whatever if you had to guess what she would then bring up in her confessional of the reason for her reaction what would it be i mean you know it's gonna be her parents of course her family trauma her of course it all comes trauma. back every time and that's what she brought up. She, I do feel bad her father passed away five months ago. This is the first time and she's sharing this. That was something that, like, kind of hit me. I was like, okay. Okay. Right. So she's not – we have unfortunately seen many housewives lose their parents and film, and we have seen the pressure and that they're clearly not in the right space. So, okay, I understand that. But she always goes back to the abusive household, the yeah. family trauma. And I've never known a person who – so aware of their trauma and abuses, but doesn't seem at any point to do anything to try to heal. She doesn't these work issues. on it one bit. No, there's no therapy no. talk. There's no like, hey, I'm working on it with like trauma response stuff or PTSD, anything. No. anything. Like she's like, so she's aware not. of where her issues come from, but I don't think I've ever heard her once say, Mm-mm. I'm in therapy. She never uses therapy talk like in. Not to bring it back to Prince Harry, but it just reminded me of it. Mm-hmm. It's very clear in a lot of his interviews that he is in therapy oh, based yeah. on the way he talks about things. Mm-hmm. You can just tell he sees things from a different perspective. It's not a blame game. Of One of the sexiest you, things about him. <laughs> I know. Sure, there might be a lot. Listen, you don't have to like him, but you can't really discredit most of his story because we've watched it all play out. <laughs> and it's all very obvious, all of the shit that they've done. But anyway... No, it just reminded me of that. But yes, of course she brings it up to her family trauma. But then like two seconds later, they're like, fine. Everyone's fine. Yeah. And that's why I, knew, I wrote my note said, this well, is why New York City is elite. Well, also, two seconds later, Ramona's probably one hour drunker. 
Like definitely, she, definitely. But it's... like they are feeding her booze and and bullshit. They are. She brought with her a choir of yes women, and I really, really wish that we got clear shots of all of their faces because I would love to go back to the um, season where Ramona has fifty of her closest friends at her birthday party or like and like see if they're in there. <laughs> like, yeah. That's one, one of them my... is named Joni. That's yes. that's all I got. And yeah. then I think one of them is the one who was like Tom's ex. She oh. always kind of appears I forget doesn't she have the same name as someone else? Luann. I don't no. remember. I don't know. But anyway, that's that's the end of the yacht. Somehow they all end fine and happy and enjoy the rest of their yacht time, which it's classic, classic New York. But Jill also, like, at on top of the app, we've got Jill, Alex, and Luann at, while Ramona's complaining to all of her friends. And, like, Jill's, like, she's down there complaining about us right now. You know it. Those poor girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep, of course. Yeah. All of a sudden, those girls are her BFF, even though they just, one of them was ratting her out to Jill about. I know. Her bill pain. Beautiful. But I just love that Jill's just like those poor girls. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So then we go back to Bethany in her apartment. And again, your favorite Julie. She's yes. going to pop up. I also realized we're 20 minutes into the episode and no Kelly. Yes. And Jill is telling, or no, Julie is telling Bethany that Jill has emailed several times and that, uh, the one of the reasons that Bethany brings up why Jill is upset is that she got a free week to Turks and Caicos and she did not invite Jill. She invited Jason to determine the relationship basically. And that's when they decided that they were super duper in love. Yeah. And that from Bethany's side, she said, Jill's always, why not me? Take me, include me. Mm -hmm. She can't be happy for me unless it benefits her. And Bethany says ah. that she says you should get a hobby that doesn't involve getting into fights. Yeah, which I also like mm-hmm. that um, hearing Bethany see the hobby thing because it's clear that that's exactly what happened. Yes. Like, I like she that the stories. Say, yeah. No one has mismatched stories. She yeah. very clearly told Jill to get a hobby. Yeah. Um, so I like that. And then Jason shows up and she just keeps talking about how easy the relationship is and She's in the love bubble, you know, like there's definitely like a love bubble, but there's also like from the beginning, the thing that Jason does that drives me nuts is he's just like, you know, you just have to let me love you. Let me love you. And like, he has a very specific way that he wants her to respond to things. Mm-hmm. And she is constantly resp- apologizing for how she responds to things. And I'm just like, Do you know how they met? She didn't really say how they met. I think it was a party. I think it was like at a, on like a dance floor or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says they also talk about how Jason doesn't love that she posed nude. He's a bit more conservative, which we know definitely comes into play. Yes. The further they get into the relationship. Um, the thing that I'm trying to find out, figure out in this scene is also what apartment is this? Is this the same apartment that she dated the, the first season Jason in? Is no, this, I think this, this is the one that she was in. This apartment, I believe, is the apartment she was in when she filmed Bethany getting married. Okay. And then, was there a second spinoff show? Bethany Ever After? Yes. And then it was from this apartment that they then moved to, like, the mega, mega one. Yeah. That's but I'm pretty the... sure she bought this apartment she's in. 
I just remembered the kitchen. The kitchen seemed very familiar. And I remember it was like, we're all working out of my one bedroom apartment or whatever. Yeah, it seems just very cramped in there. So I wasn't sure. Yeah. But um, we then go to Kelly, Jill, and Lou, and they're dining outdoors in the Hamptons. And Jill is immediately pissed that they're dining outdoors in the Hamptons because she's like, look at me. I'm going to sweat. I I thought we were going inside. You were always cold. Like, she's wearing, like, like, not even something super heavy. But Kelly's straight up wearing a sweater in the Hamptons in, like, I guess the end of August. (laughs) <laughs> we also learned that Jill sold her Hamptons house, which was yes. kind of like skated over. Yeah. And Jill is staying with Luann at Luann's house. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's when we learn about Bobby's cancer and that Bethany just had flowers yeah. and never came to see him. And I, I, I'm I on team Jill for that. That is, I need, if, listen, I understand if you physically maybe can't show up because you're not around, you're not there, but just flowers and nothing else. Like, not, I just not don't phone think calls, not text. that's the thing. Like, I think that Bethany fell so in with Jason. And here's the thing, too, is that we saw how Bethany fell in with Jill. I think she's someone who, once she lets people in, she lets them in totally. And it's Do you like, know what I like to call those fast. people, too, who change their personality and remove? She's a, like a girlfriend chameleon. Yeah. Like, whatever she's doing, she absorbs into that and ignores other things and i don't like people like that i don't like like you know when your friend gets a boyfriend and disappears yeah that's not okay like that's we're not six i get when that happens when you're 16 but you're a grown adult your best friend her husband is going through cancer no 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 i can't i can't excuse it just one flat flowers no at least you know what send her a meal send food like Cause, or a cleaner, like something that will help her. What will flowers do for Bobby? You know, that feels that such she, like an afterthought. She says, Bethany saw flowers. So did my mailman. And immediately I was like, did they go in on it together? I feel like <laughs> if that's like what Bethany's response was like, yeah, me and the mailman, we sent there together. No, it was like, and I think Bethany was on the book tour, but Bethany was also she was just really into Jason and I don't yeah, so I'm saying I, I understand I'm not gonna yeah, she's call it out like she couldn't chameleon. physically be there because maybe she couldn't but you're right but to Justin no and especially no, not, not... because like Jill says in this scene too like they talked four times a day like yeah they were bad they were really really close friends yeah like Bethany the previous summer Bethany lived with them you yeah. know and so. Bethany sees it as just because she left with them, now she owes Jill everything. And I think the thing that gets in between all of it is also Jill's personality is why not me? So yes. I, I, think, I mean, she's not wrong on that. I think that was wearing on Bethany and Bethany lost sight of Bobby in it. And that was shitty because I do think the thing that Jill is also upset about isn't just like you weren't there for me with Bobby. I think she is very protective of Bobby, and I think she was like, Bobby was probably sad that Bethany wasn't around, too. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think Bobby probably, you know, wanted Bethany to be there for her. Um, But anyway, we see Kelly being Kelly. Kelly, they ask her how her relationship with Max is, 
And she kind of replies with, like, I need Mr. Right, not Mr. Right now. And this phrase, which is a normal phrase, completely just takes Jill and Luann off track. They cannot figure it out. And they're like, Kelly, you're being crazy. What do you mean? And, like, they can't figure out that she's just saying, like, I don't want somebody who will just sleep with me tonight. I want somebody who will be with me for the long run. Yeah. Um, and she can't say that. So it's it just becomes this kind of mix and match. And she's just trying to explain that she wants a relationship. And she's like, I want to be a Robin to a Batman. And, like, Lou is just like, what does this even mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Also, Kelly has one of the best lines that I've heard her say. They were talking about, again, something with Bethany and her cocktails or whatever. And Kelly goes, <laughs> well, she invented the margarita. And that was the, that the was, like, punchiest line we've ever yeah. gotten out of Kelly. No, that was – I wrote that down, too. I was like, damn. I was like, does I, she have wit, Kelly? I've never seen her be witty before, but that's the wittiest thing she's ever said. But Jill's retort to that was, I don't drink. Yeah, that also was so good. That and was then, a, did we go back to Bethany extremes. again? Yes, because Jason... Because there's an important thing that happens, and I didn't write how we got back to that important thing in my notes. I'm not sure which, but they're sad about the ending of the Hamptons, and they're sitting in there, and she's a smitten kitten. She says... Oh, right, this is when they go to dinner. She says that Jill called the Today Show when Bethany was hosting and said, why not? Why am I not hosting? That's what Bethany has heard happen. That, that was the thing I wanted to make sure we didn't miss. I literally wrote, Jill is upset that Bethany got the Today Show and called them. I was like, what? I like. I believe it, though. We know Jill yes. got to a certain point, and that is why Andy fired her, because yeah. it was too. So these these things make sense, and they, they add up, and I believe that this happened. But, like, can you imagine being the Today Show producer that had to deal with that? Like, having to explain why you chose one real housewife over the other? I mean, and Bethany had also been NBC talent for longer because she was on Martha Stewart's Apprentice. So she probably had, that was probably part of the reason too. But no matter what, it's just wild. Like, can you imagine your friend getting something and you calling and being like, why did you give it to my friend? No, the best thing I ever heard, I don't even listen to her podcast. I Maybe I listened to a one-off episode or an interview with her. Do you know who Tanya Rad is? She does the Scrubbing In podcast with Becca Tilly. She's no, also on Z100 with like Ryan Seacrest show. She's like a radio personality, but does a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. She was on the Lady Gang podcast. They interviewed oh, okay. her. Right. I don't really listen. I just happened to listen to this episode. Oh, okay. And they were talking about how women are often pitted against each other and I just love that she brought up she was like when I see you guys get an opportunity I don't think why not me I think wow look at the door you've opened Mm -hmm. that you got it maybe it's me next time or maybe it's another and like that's how I always think of other Instagram accounts like recently some were featured in an LA Times article I'm like that's incredible not Mm -hmm. why not me that's look what is it's about the community so Jill being so short-sighted to say why not me rather than she got on the Today Show? Why don't I call Good Morning America? Like, thinking, yeah. you know, look at this door Bethany opened for other housewives yeah. and these opportunities she's getting. Look what it could yeah. lead to. And seeing it from that perspective rather than the 
well, why not me? Why can't you pick me perspective? But it also goes back to Jill never having friends when she was little. Yeah. And, like, I think that, like, when I learned that about Jill, I was just like, oh, that's why you're the way you are. Well, I think Bethany just sending flowers is a reflection of her not growing up in a loving household to learn how to deal with emotions and sadness and problems and just here's money here's some flowers isn't that good enough why are we not their shrinks danielle i know they're very rich women we could do great (laughs) (laughs) i mean it would be completely unethical because we're not doctors advising so it's close enough to therapy right totally (laughs) exactly the same i have a degree in creative writing from hofstra university exactly the same perfect it's not even an advising it's a master's in higher education administration with a certificate in advising but okay All right, good. Fine. And mine was english literature with a focus on creative writing okay we're gonna go <laughs> well we're gonna go with that my bachelor's was in marketing so that has nothing to do with what my master's is all that to say psychologists psychiatrists counselors you guys are the real heroes yeah i we are necessarily we are, clear sue and i are not certified we are no. being armchair experts on housewives right now and yeah, just it just makes me sad that Jill doesn't understand how to come from a place of like, wow, look at this opportunity mm-hmm. a housewife got. How can I use this to help all housewives? You know, like when reality stars are allowed into places that, especially back in 2010, no was one. not respected, yeah. she should have used that to her advantage and not gotten mad about it. Agreed. And I think... This is also where Bethany harkens back to Ramona saying that the only reason that Jill is so keen on Bethany as a friend back in season two was Mm -hmm. because she loves an underdog. And Bethany is like, it makes sense now. That's true. That I I don't even know if it's like an underdog. It's that feeling of like, I brought you in and now you're doing better than me. And then Bethany threw in some, like, she, like, goes on and then she just goes, that's my jam. And I just was like that. It was the most weird out of place comment. And I was like, Bethany, like, I want Bethany Frankel to have an understanding of catchphrases, but she should not (laughs) use them. She's just like, she's very witty. She's super good at comebacks. She's really quick witted. But, like, please stop using, like, no, she didn't. That's my jam. Like, uh, let's pray we don't get any, oh, no, she didn't. But, like, I just think that, like, she takes catchphrases and makes me hate them. <laughs> like, not like you I'm know, loving that. To me, that's she sounds like, like a foreigner who watched, like, 1970s TV <laughs> and thinks that these are, like, phrases, like, Americans say. So then she says them and you're just like, no one says that. Yeah. That's, that's what I think she does. Then we get to our next fight of the episode. And to start off this fight, I believe Bethany and Luann were supposed to meet the day before. Last Mm -hmm. minute, Luann cancels on Bethany. Then Bethany agrees to go to Luann. Now, to understand, this is where Sue and I and our specialty comes in. They're in the Hamptons. Bethany is in Montauk. Oh, am I jumping ahead? Did I miss something? Sorry. I thought there was a part where... Kelly is talking about boundaries with her domestic issue. Oh, I kind of skipped over that because it was like so. The only thing that made me laugh that she said was that she talks about how the community service that she was court ordered to do turned out to be a good thing. Yes, which made me laugh. 
Yeah, she also ta- asks Lou if she o- feels okay about being divorced because she goes, I was petrified. I was absolutely petrified. And I was just like, wow. And Lou says, it's not, it's not easy, but I have a lot of friends and I'm looking forward to the future and I'm meditating. Like, you know, like she's just very zen about it. And then we get a scene of Bethany and Jason doing competitive yoga in the ocean. Um I think I had to do something for work and I missed that scene. (laughs) It's like one of those like in-between moments, you know, the bumper ones that are a minute. But I thought it was really interesting and I wanted to make sure that we talked about it because Jason is like and Bethany are doing the yoga and he brings up Russell Simmons doing yoga. And I was like, there's Russell Simmons again Again? on the show. Oh, my God. That man is ingrained in Housewives New York. So, um... Yes, but then we get Bethany getting dropped off by Jason in the skinny girl car to meet up with Luann. Okay, but we have to talk about the logistics of this. It is Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Bethany is in Montauk. Montauk is literally the tip. Long Island looks like a fish. Mm-hmm. It is the literal end of the island. And yep. I think Lou is in Southampton? I think... I want to say Bridgehampton, but maybe Southampton. She might be, which is even farther. Yeah, that's why I was like, farther. I think it's further, Yeah. And there are no highways. It is a one-lane road that connects these towns. And the fact that Bethany drove and, like, agreed to do this In like, is, like, wild to so me. So everyone – and like, Labor I, Day weekend. Yeah, I think even somebody <laughs> says, like, everybody's in the Hamptons Labor Day weekend, which is true. Memorial Day and Labor Day are really, like, you don't want to be in a car in – there because we've talked again any moment of summer you don't want to be in the car in the tri-state area (laughs) but like it goes down to one lane highway and yeah the whole hamptons is one lane straight to montauk though like it like Mm -hmm. really is very narrow it's not a lot so basically it's a horrible hour it wasn't an hour and a half not in traffic you know she sat in traffic yeah you know it was terrible yeah and so I commend her for going. And you're taking basically... your whole day of the Labor Day weekend, which is your last weekend to enjoy. Like, everyone's there because you really want to make the most out of this space, which is, like, cool beaches, great restaurants, shopping. Like, there's so much more to do than sit with Countess Luann in an empty bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, the whole thing was very interesting. And I just couldn't believe – I was like, I would be screaming at the showrunner producer, like, how dare you? Yeah. Make us do this over Labor Day weekend and do that drive. But yes, yeah, so they meet up. But she also was going to meet her the day before and Lou backed out. And I think she like had planned her day around it too. So but like, she definitely did. That's something that would like drive me absolutely insane. Like yeah. I can't when people do that kind of stuff. I'm not great yeah. with time with plans and time. I get a little bent out of shape. That's my cuckoo bananas. Yeah, um, the the whole thing was starting off poorly. And then Luann comes in so hot with clearly something she didn't get to get off her chest at the reunion or something because she brings up the incident of season two when Bethany makes, you know, snide remarks about Luann not paying for the surf lessons yes. and splitting the check. And Luann is just, oh, so offended by this comment as if it happened yesterday which is i think bethany is like 
what? Why are you bringing this up right now? And Bethany feels very triggered back to the Kelly confrontation. And she's just like, she keeps hearkening back to like, another woman here to take me down at a bar. This is like, trauma-rama, get me a cocktail. And she's like, I'm shaking. This is just a lot. And um, so when she says she's shaking and like Lou is like yelling at her, yelling at her. And then she's like, I'm shaking. And Lou's just like, I've been doing yoga and meditation and it's wonderful. Yes, I wrote that in all caps. I was like, God, you're so pretentious sometimes. It's so hard to like you sometimes. It was literally, I've been doing yoga and meditation and it's the best thing. Let me tell you. Like, it was just such, yeah, it was the most pretentious thing. It was literally, like, Bethany's face was just like, I can't believe you're telling me this right now. I know. And and basically, Bethany's saying, like, we're not friends. Uh, again, she sent a gift basket and the whole thing. And I love it. Then Bethany says that Luann has been picking up men and giving out numbers which is the well, thing that she told Bethany not to do. Before she says that, she tells oh, us she in her confessional, she goes, Luann is in a house made of glass, and I have a bat, and I am about to shatter it. Like, she literally is like, I'm going. Like, like it's just, it was one of the rare confessionals that I've heard a housewife be like, oh, she's starting shit, and I'm just going to rip her apart. Which yeah, is what all the women con- are accusing her of doing. <laughs> yep. She also, Bethany says in a confessional, says, I, I think I wrote the wrong thing down, but I'm pretty sure she says exactly you dumb drag queen. But yes. I think I wrote down you dumb drag one, which that doesn't make sense. No, she says. Um, what does she say? Because it was really like, I wrote like, oh my God, because I couldn't believe she said that. She says, no shit, you dumb drag queen. Yeah, that's what it was. Because (laughs) she's talking about the fact that Bethany's in a completely branded car. And Bethany's like, well, you know, like, people, like, get paid to wear Hermes, like, Hermes belts. And she's just like... No, no, she's saying people wear Hermes belts, like, being like, people wear things with a logo. Yeah, logo And then Lou goes, I don't get paid to wear Hermes. And that's why Bethany goes, yeah, no shit, you dumb one, basically being like, I'm getting... This makes me money to wear yeah. this logo. Why would I not drive around in my skinny girl car? Yeah. But it was just, it was wild because Bethany literally, like the whole episode, they're like, Bethany is just somebody who will go behind your back and then waits for the opportunity to tear you down. And then it's just, you know, I remember watching this and being very, very pro-Bethany and watching this around now i'm just like wow she is like word for word doing what they said she would do yeah and she's I mean, saying she's doing it herself just it's a great it's a great fight and the whole thing they're not friends they're not it's really what it comes down to is that they're just they're not but I think also, hearkening back to the, the title of the episode, New Alliances, I think that Lou, Jill, definitely are in an alliance. Mm-hmm. Ramona mm-hmm. is playing both them and Bethany. Because I think that Ramona was kind of with them. But um, I think all of them are fucking jealous of Bethany. Oh, one. 
Now, the only one who doesn't seem to be at this moment is Ramona. Or Alex, but she barely is there. Yeah, she really hasn't been. God, I'm looking at the pictures of the skinny girl car. I'm definitely going to post this because I forgot what it looked like. Also, don't Google skinny space girl car because it's just going to be a bunch of skinny girls leaning on cars. Make (laughs) make it one word because I just did that. (laughs) What a very specific kink. (laughs) Yeah, skinny. I mean, they were just normal girls, but yeah, I didn't think of that when I was like, skinny girl car. Um, But so the way the fight ends, is they make up, but then Bethany basically is like, nah, I'm fake as shit. Like, yeah, I, I don't like her. <laughs> like, it's so interesting watching this because I fucking loved Bethany. And watching Me too, but this... I still kind of do in this moment. I still feel Luann is on her high horse that pisses me off. She is, but the thing that upsets me about Bethany in this is that she's doing exactly what they accuse her of not just like lashing out but also she won't she's she's always like i'll say it to your face i'll say it to your face if you really don't forgive her just say that to her face be like agree you know like and like i used to feel like bethany like i was just like oh she so sticks to what she says and she tells it like it is and i'm like actually she's a little bit of a she she does exactly what she says everybody else does yeah so. i agree with that but i do agree with everything she's calling luann up for basically just being like you're not the cool person that i first met you're on this weird countess high horse and i don't like it so i appreciate that because i agree with that what it all boils down to is neither of them are self-aware which makes them great reality show people why we love them <laughs> but what an episode man and, you know, the first two seasons we talked about, there weren't that many fights. There weren't that many fights. This season, there are fights. But I think the thing that we hearken to in pretty much all of them is, like, they all kind of fizzle out and everyone's cool. <laughs> like, yeah, because they all, I hate to say, like, such an overused statement, but they all understand the assignment, the job. Mm-hmm. And that's what we were discussing at the beginning of this episode when we were talking about Miami Yes, there's supposed to be drama and arguing, but at the end of the day, you have to have some level of getting a longness mm-hmm. because you're making a TV show, and that is the thing that's most important. And well, if you're all on the same page of putting that first, I then that's when, to me, you have a success. also have a similarity where the majority of the women work, and I think they realize that these are their coworkers. And if you work in any space where you have coworkers you know that you can't treat these people like shit every day because they uh-huh. are your second family. You spend more time with your coworkers in most cases in America, especially than you do with your family. <laughs> so... Yeah. And, and I will say too, they, they often, um, what am I trying to say? There's no one on this show who doesn't put it all out there. And I think that's also where like a bottom line level of respect mm. that they have for each other is. Like, that also happens sometimes, I feel like, on Beverly Hills is one where you get people who skate by, and you're like, do I know any? I've been watching you for four seasons. Do I know anything about you? Because it's always on Kyle and her family and her drama, and it's uneven what you're learning. But in New York, everyone's shit is out there. No no one is hiding anything. You see everybody's ass, not just Bethany's. (laughs) Yeah, agree, agree, which I think then creates mutual respect for each other yeah because no one's hiding behind anything fake or a contrived storyline like you know with melissa 
Well, oh, yeah. I'm going to have a fourth kid, you know, and Jen right. calls her out. And she's like, you're not going to, you know, yeah. you don't have any of that there. No. And whether that's I, just because it's early housewives, so they don't know how to contrive storylines yet. That's true. Or but I think that Jill, whatever it is. Jill from day one was trying to produce. So I think that that isn't totally a factor. I think at the end of the day, they are just here to be friends on film. And, like, I think that's what they realize. And, like you said, they understand that that is the assignment. You are supposed mm-hmm. to be people who are, if not friends, acquaintances that run into each other and have to interact with one another. And these yeah. fights aren't fights where I feel like anyone's going to get physical. They're not fights where I feel like anyone is going to, you know, hurt anyone's feelings so horribly that you can't come back from Agree. Like, it's it's low, but it's not it's, some low base bullshit. It's like low. Like, <laughs> Who said but, that? Who said that line? What was it? Low base. Some bullshit. low base bullshit. It sounds like a candy thing to me, but I don't. I don't know. Okay, Nick. That's <laughs> one of the best things of the year. Yes. Uh, Real Housewives of Potomac knows how to say it, man. I uh, know. Listen, candy can go too low sometimes, but. Sometimes she has you mean some Candace of the best. Or... Candace, sorry, yeah. yeah. No, she... Candace. Candace has become an un- a surprising standout star this season. And I well, think Oh, with Heather Dubrow said it. Uh, she said that's some low base this, this is low base bullshit. She said it in the fight with Kelly Dodd, I think at the sushi place. Ah. Yes. I think that's I when she said that. <laughs> I just I think that New York is really interesting because it gives us the Hamptons in the summer and that alone is an interesting character. I know everyone's like, in Sex in the City, the city's a character. In Roni, like, I think the Hamptons in the early season is almost a bigger character than the actual city. <laughs> yeah, they don't feel much in the city, but then we eventually learn... It's all about the city because that was a huge reason for its terribleness. We should also update that there is no update on Roni Legacy still. Yeah. There's nothing. Since the one announcement, there has literally been complete radio silence. I think they're probably trying to see how the new Roni reboot does before they... Like, you have to focus on really trying to revive that franchise this is the first time i know time. the whole thing is this very is the first strange. time they've started from scratch like, yeah it's a true true experiment for sure well starting from scratch in a city that already exists yes so we will see but yeah this is probably super long episode but we had so much to talk about i'm so excited for season three uh, i feel like we're getting to the good stuff this i think that this is possibly one of my favorite seasons of all of housewives so I just think there's so much here, and especially knowing what we know now about these women, it's fascinating to go back and watch this period in their life. Like, even yeah. when I was, I was, in, I thought it was interesting at the bar, you know, Luann has issues with alcohol now, and I don't see that in this early, se- these early seasons. You don't no. see her drinking as much. Mm-mm. She really, like, when she's at the bar, like, I don't really recall her really drinking and sipping while she's talking to Bethany the way that she does in later seasons. And I think it's about Tom. But that's, we'll get there. <laughs> it's going to be a journey. <laughs> well, we love you. Thank you for listening. We're glad to be back. 
And I hope you stick around for oh, all of season three. We have uh, an email address if you want to email us your thoughts. If for some reason you're not on Instagram, we are R H O R podcast at Gmail. Yes, so Real I should actually Housewives put that on my Instagram. I would have like at Gmail. Yes, so a, a if you want to send us your thoughts on episodes. <laughs> We can discuss them. If you want to send us a voice memo of something you were watching and thinking, we could absolutely play that. Yeah. Anything so. you want to say. So, uh, yeah, I will post the that on there. Or yeah. you can DM me that as well, too. But we love you, and we will talk to you next time. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.